we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 14th, 2011. We're going to continue, and I believe this will be our third and final part. This one uh, is a clip we're going to be watching called Malaysian Muslim Concentration Camps for Christians. And again, we, we just talked a little bit about Islam, and uh, this is just a little bit more proof on on that. And we, we've we've I, untold <laughs> stories of done on on Islam. Uh, this is just a different, a little different thing that I had not heard of that is actually going on as well. Indeed, even countries like Malaysia, which presents itself as a model of Islamic moderation, can be dangerous. Gary Lane takes us to this Asian country to investigate its treatment of former Muslims. CBN News traveled to Malaysia to discover the truth about the treatment of Muslim converts to Christianity. I joined some Christians on a hike through the jungle, about a two-hour journey from the capital city of Kuala Lumpur. We wanted to investigate an isolated encampment where some Christian converts say they've been taken to force them to return to Islam. We're in thick jungle right now, about 300 meters from the re-education center. This is a private place. Few Malays are even aware that it exists. And we have to go through this thick jungle just to get there. So we'll go see what we can find. Maneuvering through vines and over ravines is a bit treacherous. When as darkness approaches, we use a machete to clear a path. We risk possible arrest if detected. Finally, we see the camp through a clearing. The Malay government calls these facilities retreat centers. Muslims willingly come here to strengthen their faith. But in the Malay language, a sign just beyond the foliage calls this facility a purification center. And if staying here is voluntary, then why the tight security? A fence and barbed wire. Some Muslim converts to Christianity say they've suffered beatings and torture at centers like this one. We talked to one who refused to go on camera because of fear he would be taken back to one of these faith purification facilities. He only agreed to talk on audio if we changed his voice. Through a translator, he explains how religious officials tried to reconvert him to Islam. They were clearly angry, and they wanted to kill me. But they did not harm me physically. I know of many others who were. They forced you to recite Islamic prayers and the Quran, to do all the things you're supposed to do as a Muslim. They're trying to force us to believe what we can't believe. These re-education centers come from the power of darkness. Another former Muslim, who we will call Nathan, lost his... And again, this is the fruit of Islam. You know, I would have liked to have seen this I am Muslim 2 rally. This little short video clip played there. You know, just as some more proof of, of the fruit of Islam. I mean, you can have a whole video montage where this devil death cult religion is exposed, and yet... You know, it's it's not politically correct to do so in uh, in America, and but this we're seeing a little bit of uh, more truth here regarding Islam. Property, job, and family. After officials learned he had become a Christian, he's hiding from the government. So we're also protecting his identity. He insists he'll never return to Islam, and says his loss is gain. I've lost it all. Does it matter? I mean, Jesus has said in the word, what we should seek for is everlasting treasure. Like for me, I have counted my cost. You know, so I, I count my cost and, you know, I, I don't mind.
I'm paying for it, even if it means losing my life. We've joined these Christians for a midweek service. We've also covered faces to protect them. Most are Malay ethnics. Traditionally, Malays are Muslim. Five years ago, there were less than 200 Malay Christians in the country. Today, there are an estimated 1,000 or more. That growth is a target of the government and its religious department. Last summer, officials halted the construction of this church building in Kelantan State. The religious department had said this place is a Muslim place, and the people here are all Muslims, so you have no right to come in and evangelize the people here. Pastor Lazan says most locals here are not Muslims. Those who have become Christian need a church building. We have been gathering in houses and sometimes under trees, but we wanted to have our own place for worship. But I believe no matter what the cost we have to pay as Christians here, our people will be followers of Jesus. And that belief has inspired many Malay Christians to share their faith with others. I joined several evangelists as they fed the hungry and prayed for the sick. This evangelist says angry Muslims beat him up and smashed his car. Yet he says he presses on because many of his countrymen are receptive to the gospel message. When I began to pray for the sick, we saw instant results sometimes. People were just amazed at the miracles. They wanted to hear about the power behind the healing. And they received Jesus so easily. These Christians from the Temiar tribe say Muslims lured some fellow believers in a neighboring village away from faith in Christ. I have a sister who was a Christian, but has become a Muslim now. Muslims came and gave them money, a house, and a regular supply of food. And what if Muslims come to their village? No way. This village will stand for the Lord. And remember Nathan, who lost everything when he became a Christian? He keeps busy these days sharing Christ with other Malays. Who is going to reach to my own people if it's not me? The joy in Christ transcend even prostitution. The joy of loving Christ is more than, more than anything else. Gary Lane, CBN News, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. You can keep up. God bless them. God bless them. And, and again, just, you know, more uh, more people to pray for, our, our Malaysian brothers and sisters in Malaysia. <laughs> and I know that that goes with virtually every country, you know, on the planet. But, uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is what they do. This is what the Muslims do. They've got their own re-education camps uh, uh, for this. And, I mean, just unbelievable. Now, I also give you full-length films on Muslim persecution of Christians. Uh, one about Egypt, uh, one in Armenia, one in Iraq, Lebanon, uh, the Holy Land, East Timor. There's a whole litany of, of links you can click on here in the PDF associated for 3-14-2011 for, uh, on contendingfortruth.com. So if you want to know more about that, you can. This was a email I received from a listener entitled Blood Money, The Business of Abortion. Uh, I would like to share with you this movie. The movie is called Blood Money. It's a movie about a very corrupt abortion industry that is thriving here in America. And the movie is about exposing all the heinous acts that the abortion industry is covering up. 
Below is a link where you can watch the trailer and purchase the movie for yourself. I would encourage you to spread this around and pray that this Planned Parenthood industry be wiped off the face of, really, the earth. Take care, and may Jesus Christ bless you today. I'm going to go ahead and just play this clip from uh, Blood Money, which is rather uh, telling. It's, It's only 2 minutes and 42 seconds here, but this is the actual trailer. inconvenient truth of abortion. We had a whole plan that sold abortions and it was called sex education. Now this is a lady describing she worked at Planned Parenthood. She said we had a whole plan to sell abortions and it was called sex education. Now this is just unbelievable what she's getting ready to say. Down their natural modesty. Separate them from their parents and their values and become the sex expert in their life so they turn to us. When we would give them a low-dose birth control pill, they would get pregnant on or a defective condom. I mean, that is just unbelievable. They would literally give them low-dose birth control or defective condoms, apparently on purpose, so that they would get pregnant, so that they would come in for an abortion, which is how they make their money. I mean, unbelievable. Our goal was three to five abortions from every girl between the ages of 13 and 18. Did you hear that? Three to five abortions from every girl ages 13 to 18? I don't think I've heard of anything more sickening, more demented, more twisted, more perverted in my life. I mean, I tell you, there is a huge amount of information coming out lately exposing Planned Parenthood. And it's something we should be praying about as well because it's one thing to expose it, but it's another thing to actually have prayer behind it. Prayer and fasting. The multitudes of people that have been hurt by abortion, it's just unfathomable. That abortion is really, to me, the ultimate exploitation of women. It is so shameful and secretive that many women don't tell anybody that they've had an abortion. They won't say anything for 20, 30, 40, 55 years. They're so traumatized in silence. 3,500 Americans aborted daily. U.S. Senate report states, physicians, biologists, and other scientists agree that conception marks the beginning of the life of a human being. Amen. A being that is alive and is a member of the human species. There is an overwhelming agreement on this point in countless medical, biological, and scientific writings. Planned Parenthood is expanding now. They're building gigantic abortion clinics in anticipation of socialized medicine. There's a lot of money involved. Ah, anticipation of socialized medicine, which is essentially the Obama Marxist health plan that they're trying to railroad through. So I think I hadn't really realized that, but they're they're expanding their networks and trying to make them much bigger in anticipation of this abomination of the Obama nationalized health care. We never would take personal checks. We always encouraged the ladies to bring cash. Why is that? So, well, you don't have to report cash, friend. When you're fighting for your life, you need to know what you're fighting for. And if what you're fighting for is life, how do you destroy a life 
in an effort to fight that fight. I'm fighting so hard to save myself that I'll kill someone else to get that. I recognized I'd been involved in the death of 35,000 babies. And the truth has really come out about what abortion does to women, let alone the unborn baby, our dead babies. It will be over. So evidently it's not out yet, this movie, but uh, I've given you the links there to this. Uh, You can sign up now. They've got a mailing list that you can sign up for, and um, it looks, you know, something very worthy of what they're doing here. I just clicked on the sign-up page, and it says, Please take the time to sign up and show your support to help us secure distribution in theaters. Wow, they're going to actually try to get this in theaters. Uh, my, my. Now, I haven't watched, I haven't went to any movie in a theater in years and years and years. I just don't want to support Hollywood. Okay, I'm not condemning anyone doing that. I don't think it's something we should be doing, really. I mean, but this would be one movie I would make an exception for. I mean, big time. So, anyway, um, yeah, you can sign up for this. It's bloodmoneyfilm.com. Bloodmoneyfilm, one word, dot com. And then you'll see there's a sign-up tab, and you can watch the trailer, and they've got resources and other things. So, um, pretty, pretty amazing what they're doing here. Uh, let's see here. The man that sent me this email, or the little excerpt here, says, Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Ephesians four twenty six and 27. We as Christians should always be angry about abortion. We should always pray that it will be stopped. Abortion should grieve us to our very souls. Amen. Uh, next article is entitled, UN Climate Talks Start with a Call to Goddess. Uh, this is from uh, wayoflife.org. Friday Church Notes, the United Nations climate negotiations in Cancun, Mexico opened with an invocation, meaning they're invoking this uh, demonic or fallen angelic entity. They invoke the ancient jaguar goddess, Ichatel, Ichel, I may be butchering the word, but I haven't really heard of this one too much. Christina Figueres, Executive Secretary of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, told the crowd of scientists and politicians that Ichel was not only the goddess of the moon, but also the goddess of reason, creativity, and weaving. Ah, oh, weaving. Oh, okay. Um, Figueres prayed that Ichel would inspire the delegates to weave together the elements of a solid response to climate change, using both reason and creativity as your tools, end of quote. This is the typical New Age, United Nations spirituality. Had she invoked Jesus Christ, she would have probably been booed off the stage and fired. At the UN Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro in 1992, the opening ceremony featured a ship called Gaia, named 
for the Greek goddess of the earth. That conference was preceded by an all-night ceremony to worship Mother Earth. At dawn, a Brazilian tribal high priestess led the worshippers to the edge of the ocean, where they were offered flowers and fruit to the sea goddess, identified as the Mother of Powers, the Queen of the Seas. The Rio Declaration, which (coughs) contains a radical environmental agenda, was referred to as a sacred text. In reality, the UN climate change agenda is about as greedy as a, of a transfer of wealth and the furtherance of a one-world government, which is setting the stage for the events of the books of, Book of Revelation. The delegates to Cancun uh, from 193 nations are hypocrites who claim that they have been there has been a major global warming crisis and that the ice caps and glaciers are melting. But instead of meeting in Alaska in December. They are meeting in Mexico, and instead of walking and bicycling and sailing to Cancun, they flew in gas-guzzling airplanes that many of these environmentalists have condemned as greenhouse gas-producing monstrosities. In other words, they're hypocrites. Total, unadulterated hypocrites. Which is what you expect. It's like Obama, you know, the ultimate. Uh, Next article is, High Court Finds Christian Parents Unsuitable. The United Kingdom's High Court ruled yesterday that Christians with traditional ethical views of sexuality are not suitable to serve as foster or adoptive parents. I'm speechless. The judge held that Christian beliefs regarding homosexuality are harmful to children and violate a children's international human rights. Well, I, I wonder where they get those from. I, it couldn't have anything to do with the United Nations, I'm sure. Are these personal beliefs a good reason to deny children a home with a family who cares for them? And if exercising a protected re- religious liberty violates international child rights in this instance, who is to say what beliefs will be suitable next? Well, where are all the adopted kids going to go then? The lesbians and the gays and the transvestites? They're going to be the only ones as suitable parents, right? I mean, if, if you if you don't you know view you know that those alternative devil lifestyles, Bible condemned. I mean, the Old Testament was a death sentence. You know, they're going to be the only ones that that have evidently uh, any uh, right to adopt as either foster or adoptive parents, children. And they're the last people on the planet children in their formative years needs to be with. The last. If, if this doesn't convince you that Satan is, is just going at a break, I mean, this is purely, totally satanic when you have this going on. Talk about discrimination. I mean, the Christians are the only ones on the planet that can be discriminated against just carte blanche. And, and nobody says, well, the secular media, no, the secular world, doesn't bat an eye. They're the only ones that can be trodden down, tramped on, abused, and that's okay. It's all good. Any other religion, this would not happen with. You know, if there was any other religion represented here, other than Bible-believing or Christianity. Those same rights are outlined, of course, in the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child and would be binding on the United States if we ratify that treaty. The United Nations, that that is the uh, ultimate backbone and crux of the coming New World Order and on all the evil that it represents. Fortunately, we expect a resolution opposing ratification 
of the CRC to be introduced in the U.S. Senate within the next week or so. Senator DeMint's office is currently gathering original co-sponsors on the resolution, which is equivalent to SR 519 from the last Congress. Once it's introduced and given a bill number, we will email you it right away and initiate a call blitz to secure the 34 co-sponsors needed to prevent the certainty in the ratification of that dangerous treaty. Still, only parental rights amendment can end the threat of ratification permanently. Um, Today, our own Supreme Court will hear arguments in a case touching on parental and child rights. Camretta versus Green, which deals with whether or not a minor child has the right to be protected from seizure and interrogation by government officials without a warrant. Emergency circumstances of parental consent. To read more of this case, there's a link here you can click on on the PDF. Uh, we will be watching this case closely and keeping you apprised of any developments. So this is one of the action alert things I got. Uh, first, please enlist your friends to this cause so they can participate with you in, in upcoming call blitzes to the U.S. House and Senate. Ask them to sign the petition at parentalrights.org uh, forward slash petition. And I give you a link there. And this is why I'm on these lists. Because can you imagine, I mean, it, this has already taken place in the United Kingdom, evidently. I mean, can you imagine that in, in, in America? Where Christian, a Christian family can't adopt or be a foster parent? I mean, th- those days are unfortunately most likely coming at some point in time. But I think these are things we should fight tooth and nail. Occupy till Jesus Christ comes. Earnestly contend for the faith. I mean, that's doing nothing but serving Satan, letting that, that legislation just just go unopposed. I mean, there, there's not going to be any glorification of God if that gets ratified in America. Um, so, anyway... The last two articles are are brief, but I just wanted to mention these just so I could get the word out how wicked these Wii games are. Uh, The new Wii game, Gods vs. Humans, allows kids to take on the role of demonic deities. Embody a mythic god. Face the humans to defend your domain. Now, this is from their propaganda. You embody major gods from the most fabulous mythology, Scandinavian, Egyptian, Roman, and Japanese. As a god, you have enough power to rule the humans. Some of them want to enter your domain. They have decided to build a tower to confront you. Use your divine powers to bring them down and show them who the boss is. Be careful not to hurt them, though. You need people to believe in you. I mean, what a, what a sarcastic bunch of garbage. Satanic sarcastic bunch of garbage this is. You know, the all these references that they make. And then the next one is even so far over the top, I, I can't even believe it. But it, it's, I mean, I thought these Wii games were supposed to be halfway, like, you know, wholesome. No, 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 no. None of, of these video games seem to end up being anything but evil. I mean, if you um, let these companies introduce games over and over, and I've done a whole study on the video games that you can reference just to a keyword search in um, the uh, search box on contendingfortruth.com. But this one is entitled Raunchy Wii Game Outrages Parents for Promoting Orgies and Lesbian Sex to Kids as Young as 12. The video trailer promoting We Dare features two couples following on-screen instructions from the console. The girls are seen with a Wii remote dangling suggestively from their lips. Players then hide the Wii remote inside their clothes before the others spank their bottoms to control a flying cartoon character on screen. 
the men strip off for the girls as part of another task. One version of the promotional video, already seen by 375,000 people on YouTube, ends with the boys swapping partners and apparently going off to have sex. An alternative ending has all four having sex together. The game is due for release on the Wii and the PlayStation 3 next month. But parents say the 12 plus certificate is a disgrace. You know, if you have one of these Wii games, the thing that you, you should have never got it in the first place, as far as I'm concerned, but at this point, you need, you need to take it out and burn it. Or destroy it. Because it's evil. Okay, what other conclusion could I come to than this? You know, I, you just don't need to, you don't need to support companies that are putting out garbage like this. As a born again Christian, you're accountable for where you spend your money. And this is, if there was any doubt that this company is pure evil, this should erase it all, totally. So that's all that we have for today. Um, sorry I didn't end on a positive note. That was definitely a very negative note, but that needed to be exposed. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord God, for letting us come together again. Uh, I do pray, God, that... Um, your truth, your word would go forth, Lord God, that it would bear fruit. I pray, God, that you would open blind eyes, you know, that they, that they can see and, and unstop the ears of those that are deaf, Lord God, and open the hearts of those that need to receive this, this material, wherever your truth or your word is being preached worldwide. I do pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord God, in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that, Lord God, the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you would intervene in all these respective... Um, uh, situations that we've went over today, Lord God, and in times past, that you would intervene, Lord God, that you would dispatch your angels to these to these uh to this wickedness that we have reported on, Lord God, that you that this evil would be exposed, Lord, that wickedness would not prosper, that these wicked ministers and these wicked people and men would not prosper in their wickedness, Lord God. And I understand that we are moving into the end times, Lord, but I, I just pray, Lord, that that your fear would be upon them like a thick cloud and that fear would drive them to repentance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, your angelic host, and through the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I just pray all these things and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.